0: Hello and welcome back to your favorite science show, Africa Science Focus. We had a brainwave about today's program and sent our reporter Michael Kaloki to investigate groundbreaking neurological research that's happening in Ghana. But first, we have some exciting news to share with you. Last week, it was announced that the Africa Science Focus team has won a silver award in the AAAS Kavli Science Journalism Awards. The awards were created in 1945 by the American Association for the Advancement of Science and they honor Distinguished Reporting on Sciences, Engineering and Mathematics. Congratulations to our team and thanks to you for joining us each week. Now, back to the study of our brains. Ghana's Priscilla Mante is a neuropharmacologist who researches alternative plant-based treatments for the disorder epilepsy. She's also discovering and developing therapies for anxiety, depression, and pain. Dr. Mante is a founding member of the Ghana Neuroscience Society and a senior lecturer in the pharmacology department at Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology. But what is a neuropharmacologist, you ask? Dr. Mante explains.
1: Okay. So every time I say neuropharmacology, people look at me strangely, but to understand who a neuropharmacologist is, you can break the word into two. So pharmacology is just the science that studies how drugs work when they get into your body. So a pharmacologist is the person that can tell you what is going to happen when you swallow a tablet and then in science, neuro has to do with anything about the brain and the spinal cord. So a neuropharmacologist is someone who is interested in drugs that work on the brain or the spinal cord.
2: Could you describe the research that you're working on regarding neurocysticercosis? Perhaps begin by describing what neurocysticercosis is.
1: Okay, so... Um psychosis uh, is just a big word that is used to describe the situation where you have baby worms being lodged inside your brain. We have um, heard about tapeworms. Those are worms that can confine themselves into your body. But then very commonly, they are also found inside animals. And in this situation, the um, animal we are most concerned about is the pig. So if you have a pig that has an infestation with a tapeworm, there's a possibility that when that pig is killed, the pork can be infested with a tapeworm. And once that infested pork is ingested by humans, the worms can travel from the pork and then end up inside the brain of the human.
2: How significant a problem is neurocysticercosis in sub-Saharan Africa?
1: Neurocysticercosis happens to be probably the major cause of infectious epilepsy or infectious seizures in people who live in uh, developing countries like Ghana.
0: People can pick up tapworm eggs by drinking water contaminated with pig poo or by eating undercooked or infected pork. And this tapworm can lead to epilepsy. It is disorder that causes seizures. The World Health Organization says 30% of epilepsy cases are caused by this tapworm. And in high-risk communities who live closely with pigs,
1: it may cause up to 70% of epilepsy cases. Neurocystis psychosis is described as being a neglected tropical disease because it happens to be one of those very, very common conditions that occur on the continent, but have very little attention from the health sector, from research. um, Nobody really thinks it's as big a deal as, let's say, malaria,
0: over 80% of the world's 50 million people who are living with epilepsy can be found in low-income countries.
2: What steps do you think should be taken to manage neurocystisarcosis in sub-Saharan Africa?
1: Since treatment options are not as available as for other conditions, the easiest way will be to prevent the condition from occurring in the first place. It usually has to do with infestations that are moving from animals to man which means that the the animal hygiene is very very important it's key if farmers could ensure proper hygiene of the livestock that they rear, then we may not have to deal with the medical implications of the infection epilepsy symptoms don't just include
0: seizures people with epilepsy also experience severe headaches, blindness, or convulsions. Dr. Mante is on the hunt for treatment to help people manage epilepsy. Dr. Nana Oforu Adomako tells Africa Science Focus that Dr. Mante's world-class research makes her a role model for young scientists just like himself all across the continent.
3: She has been able to identify that cryptolepin as one of the Um, Numerous herbal medicines we have in Ghana has the tendency to help patients or people living with epilepsy, and this is not something she just does. She continues to look for other elements and other molecular products to help patients um, all over Ghana, all over the world, all over Africa where we dwell more on herbal medicine. It shows that wherever you are, whether you're in Africa, wherever you are, whether in Europe, um. U.S., you can achieve excellence, you can achieve scientific excellence. Usually, if you read articles, most of them, or most of the groundbreaking sciences are outside Africa. But for someone in um, a low- to middle-income country like Ghana, standing out, even as a woman, to identify or to find solutions to such problems, it's something noteworthy.
1: Cryptology happens to have a very interesting structure which presupposes that it has the ability to enter the central nervous system if it is ingested and it gets into the blood. Yes, so that's one of the things that drew my attention to that compound. So as you know, I'm I'm a pharmacist. So one of my strengths is in chemistry, in pharmaceutical chemistry, yes. I basically have... Develop the interest in plants as therapeutics, because as we know, a lot of the medicines that we currently have in the market found their source from nature. So nature happens to be a very, very rich source for new therapeutics. We do not have too many highly effective medicines that can affect conditions of the brain. So... That's the reason why I'm very interested in developing new therapeutics.
0: But research isn't all that Dr. Mante does. In her free time, she also helps the next
2: generation of scientists. You're the current chairperson of the Ghana Young Academy, which aims to nurture young scientists around Ghana. Could you tell me a bit about the academy and whether you feel young people in Ghana are embracing science?
1: We aim to be the voice of young scientists in the country, providing professional development opportunities for scientists. And yes, I feel young people are embracing um, science. At this point, I have more students than ever applying to go to graduate school. Like currently is um, application season, so I have a lot of reference letters on my table, which I have to finish, yes. Like for instance, lately I find myself writing reference letters for a lot of people who want to try to get into, say, University of Oxford, um, Cambridge, Harvard. In the past, these universities were painted to us as um, sort of out of reach. So I feel that our work as mentors is actually making the younger people a lot more daring than we were when when we were younger.
2: Priscilla, you consider yourself a champion of mentorship. Why do you feel mentorship is very important among scientists?
1: When I started my career, I started to realise that there were a lot of things that I possibly could have done if I had received the right guidance. Earlier. Though, because of that, I see myself as the person whose job is to give younger people that proper guidance. I, I like to open up people's worlds so that they can see firsthand what their real options in this life are. Here's Michael and Dr. Adomako again.
2: Is it unusual to have a woman mentor?
3: So, I'm um, I'm extremely proud that my mentor is a woman, and I don't think it's unusual. Women have a lot of things to offer. Dr. Amante, outside her research work, has a vast experience in other life matters. She's she's turned out to be my friend. She's turned out to be my elder sister. Your life is not only going to be um, centered around research. You also have a social aspect of your life, which is very, very important, in this age of emerging mental health disorders, be it depression, anxiety from the stress of life. So um, having a woman mentor is, is, is extremely amazing. I think people should, should rather look at whether male or female and going to choose their mentor, not just based on gender, but based on what the person can offer you.
2: Back to Dr. Monte what do you think can be done to improve the study and work environments for women in science in Ghana and across the continent?
1: We say this a lot, so much, that it's even starting to sound like a cliché. But it's never easy for us women. And especially when we grow up in very traditional societies, a woman's role in the society is defined at best. Right now, we are at the point where, of course, um, women are given opportunities. We can do almost anything that the man is allowed to do. But that still does not absolve us of what is considered our traditional roles. So if you choose a career, you are still expected to play your traditional role as a woman. Leaving the office at 8 p.m., I get home and I still have to cook a meal from scratch at 8 p.m. Of course, I have suffered from the same stereotypes from society. Um, for instance, I had to constantly explain why getting married first was not my plan. And that getting my PhD first was actually the plan. Yes. And then there, there's even when you finally are given the chance and you come into academia, still suffer a lot of, should I put a discrimination? So most people don't even realize that they are discriminating against us. You go up for a position at work, you are most likely to receive less support than your male counterpart. The careers of women could be made easier in academia. For instance, um, women have children Women have to take time off to care for their children. Yes, even though we are given a maternity leave, three months is not (laughs) enough to, to bring up a child. She essentially loses two years of her life. That is the truth. And imagine competing with males who don't have to take off two years of their life. So very basic things like caring services. For instance, if I'm able to walk into work I know that I have a a nursery downstairs where I can leave my child, come up to the office and get work done. And if, let's say, I need to feed the child, I can just go downstairs, feed the child, come back to the office. Um, I think that would help reduce that two-year gap to, say, six months. Yes. Yeah.
0: To find out more about Dr. Priscilla Monte's achievements, head to our website, www.sidev.net. That's www.scidev.net. And you can catch up on all Africa Science Focus episodes on your favorite podcast app. Today's program was produced by Harrison Lewis and edited by Fiona Broom, with reporting from Michael Kaloki. Africa Science Focus is produced by SciDevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station. I'm Honeymouth Money. See you again next week. This program was funded by the Carnegie Corporation
2: of New York.